We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Workday Charity Open Picks Bets One and Done. We have it all for you. Remember, smash the like button for the episode in the comments. Tell me who the winner is going to be. And do us a favor, please. Don't be like Jeff Feinberg and rate the show five stars for the audio podcast. Right, Jeff? Absolutely. One of these days. <laughs> Leave a review while you're at it, too. That's a currency that we trade in here. We got a lot, actually. This little talk at the beginning of every single show where you don't do it is actually leading to a lot of ratings. Like I said, ratings, just the quick tap. That's all you need to do. Pat Mayo Experience open. Link is in the description of this video and podcast. It's already 60% full. It's Monday morning. Better get in. We got the payout structure fixed. There's $90,000 of guaranteed money. Remember, if you want to get 20% off on stats and tools, fantasynational.com slash mayo, or just use promo mayo, and boom, you're in. All the stats that you'll see on the graphics in the video will be powered by fantasynational.com. Shitty week. I didn't lose much gambling. That was fine. Lost a bunch on DraftKings. Yeah. Happens. It's what it is. I did want to, I, I put it out there, like, just, you, you put in $1,250. You won $10. Feel good about winning 10 bucks. That's always nice to get that little, you've won. Uh, and then you look at what it's compared to, and that's not so great. We did have some winners. One of the good things about us not hitting a winner is we don't spend the first 20 minutes of the show shouting out other winners. But Todd Nelson, who's been a fan of the show for a really long time, a grinder, as they say, uh, in the DFS space. But he won 20 k on DraftKings. Came third, and I believe it was the big $5. Uh, Scotty DeFrusco Jr. won 20 k And Smitty won 12.5 k off like 30 bucks worth of entries. Pretty good. There it is. I'd take it. Got to hit up these guys for a loan, I think. But <laughs> yeah, it's been, listen, been running pure. Yeah, uh, I, I want to throw it out there it because is. you lose. When you bet on golf, you lose a lot. Yeah, when you it, win, you win big. When you lose, you lose. And you probably get wiped off the board. It was so bad that... I went into Sunday with Hubbard, with Wes Bryan, and Wallace. and Wallace, all right there. I was like, just one of you, go and have a round. You don't need to win. If one of you comes inside the top five, I'm winning this week. It's great. Wes Bryan, you just need to come inside the top 20. That would be fantastic. They all suck. And then Hubbard makes a birdie on 17 to knock Wes Bryan from T20 to T21, so he doesn't even get paid on his top 20. It was, it's just one of those weeks. It is uh, what it 
what it is. I don't know. I mean, there were just moments. Like, I don't know. Ryan Armour was leading this thing for a period. I like, it I... was kind of exactly what we thought it would be. Like, some bomb was going to hit, or Bryson was finally going to just click, I guess, with the putter, and he was first in First in putting, in first putting. off the tee. Be- him being first off the tee is what you expect when you're betting Bryson laying big money on Bryson, and you're just asking him to be, like, top 20 with the putter. Like, yeah. normally you don't even need him to be first. So when he's first... Both those categories, it happens. And truth be told, Pat, um, you know we're hoping maybe for some bigger Bryson paydays down down the hey, road. We got our Masters futures in <laughs> ages ago, and those numbers now are like ten to one. Um, so from fifty to one to ten to one. So I already I, feel like a winner whether he. Wins I'm, or I'm happy he won this tournament because I just wanted to get the first one out of the way. Because maybe there'll be more. But I just wanted to get the first one out of the way. Uh, the books had knocked him down at every level as if he won each week. So it's good that he finally did. And it'll be interesting to see what they want to do next week with everybody and Tiger. Is Tiger who, for sure playing? I don't know. I assume he still might play tournament golf. Yeah, just show up for majors. He, how do you put this? It was always for a while where he was strictly a guy... Uh, someone joked with me on Twitter, DFS Bismarck. Uh, he just plays the pay-per-views. For really, for you know, majors and, and a WGC. Not even all of them. He doesn't feel he needs to come No, but he all plays this no. every time. And then there's ones like this and like Bay Hill. But he didn't play Bay Hill this year. No, I know. And Torrey Pines that are, they're not majors, but they hold that significance uh, above other tournaments and personal significance for him. And it's interesting to see. And maybe it's the back thing, but you kind of wiped it away when he played with Peyton Manning. Like, and look good. Yeah, it looked fine. Look great. I, I'm guessing he is going to play next week because uh, the Memorial, a more prestigious tournament. Uh, so if people don't know, uh, Mirfield Village is hosting the Workday Charity Open this week. And then Mirfield Village is hosting the Memorial Tournament next week. Fans canceled at Memorial next week. There was going to be no fans for this one. They're going to have limited spectators and patrons. At Memorial, they've called that off. Probably a wise decision. I just don't see the need for it right now. That makes now. sense. Like, golf doesn't make bank. Ba- golf isn't baseball. Golf is not making bank on the spectators. They just aren't. They make it off the TV money and everything else goes around that. They, they, unless you're Phoenix, they don't. Like, it's not even really a consideration. It's almost like There's a, a lot of money made in those events. For attendance, there's not. I find that hard to believe. Go look at the financials uh, for these tournaments and see where the margins are at. It's not very much. I'm just saying, though, it's a lot of it's a. It could be a heavy bundle with they. The hordes are on the grounds. It depends and, on how many people you end up getting. I'm just telling you that by and large, most tournaments, it's a wash for them anyway. That's why golf doesn't care. Okay, so it's, it's, sure, it's all TV money. Sponsors. Sponsors. Are huge. TV is huge. When it comes down to it, it'd be nice to. But have who them. recoups the gate? I feel like the sponsors recoup the gate as almost a bit against the purse. Uh, I think that they do, but I think that also gets divvied up between the PGA Tour. Like, there's just so many different people down the line you have to pay, and then you have to have so many more staff I on guess site. This, the gate like is that. probably like just really important, almost to like the host events. Yeah, it makes it like put it this way: it would be weird to see Phoenix without fans. Any other tournament outside of Augusta 
or the Ryder Cup, you probably don't need but them. Listen, if we're still at Phoenix and no fans, we'll be so used to it. I don't think it'll matter. It'll be weird in Phoenix without fans, I would think. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But either way, at this point, there's no, there's no need. Like, PJ's got a good thing going on right now. They've had a few tests. They test positive. They've had people recover from it. Those people are back. They're still doing tons of testing. There hasn't been a huge outbreak. Why inject just more unknown into the situation? Because it's not just patrons. Then you have to have people working the entire ground, serving beer, serving whatever. Like you have to hire people now, and just there's so many more people that go into this. Just throw them out of the way. Don't worry about those logistics. They should almost get rid of the charter flight. Cause that seems like the most dangerous place where thing, something could get bad for the tour. And I don't know. They're on a good schedule. Detroit to, to Ohio. It's like a two, two hours. And then it's back to Minneapolis after these two. Sure, a lot of too. these guys are just rocking RVs or even I think uh, Victor's just been renting cars. He's walking. Yeah. Say, I can get there in two days. Let's go. Work on my putting while like, I walk. I, I think the most vulnerable spot is that airplane. I mean, in a yes, in a vacuum, I think you're right. But if these guys are testing negative, then I don't see what the issue is. Fair. Well said. Um, anyway, so no spectators next week at Memorial. So I guess my question to you for this week, before we jump back into Rocket Mortgage, they've talked about how this course is going to play differently than it is for Memorial. Slower greens. Uh, potentially different tees, definitely different pins. The rough is going to be shorter. I believe it's going to be three to three and a half inches, and they're going to let it grow out for next week because Memorial, notoriously known for lightning fast greens and super thick rough. So I'd expect the rough to be down a little bit this week and I, the greens to be slower. But like, how much different can a course play? How can it be? <laughs> All I know is every time we go to Memorial, I like to take a U.S. Open philosophy with my betting card. Those do you think we have players. to do that this week? If well, the course that, is playing that was going to be easier. my question. I don't know. They're playing at, at 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 Mirfield Village. I feel like I still need to bet it. Like, what type of players would play well at a U.S. Open? It won't be as hard. So maybe you know, to I'll like give a teaser. Maybe to your article, maybe we feel like there's a little more life for like a Hadwin per se. Then next week, maybe, because a handful of really elite players aren't there and it might play easier, but I don't know, man. I get a very limited thought process from Mirfield Village, and I don't know how to deviate from that. I really don't. I don't well, work a day. The work, is it work a day or no, work day? I think it's work day. Okay, good, because when I titled my column, I put in work day. If I fucked that up, bad for SEO. Uh, anyway, I want to go back to Bryson. So love him. Listen, we are. Everyone knows we're Team Bryson. I was never going to bet him at six to one to win the tournament, just because I'm not betting anyone at six to one to win a golf tournament that has 156 Ooh. players. And in if it. he was 30th in the field in putting, he loses. Who knows where he if is? If he was fifth in the field in putting, he, lo- so he there, loses. So that's why <laughs> that was a thing. And you didn't feel like the driver would be as big of a factor in Detroit. I, I, if, oh. you, if you bet it, great for you. Oh no! If you took that hot streak. And I thought of, I mean, we had, I, I had a moment where it's like, been hot. Let me just take a fat chunk. Bryson, nothing else. Obviously, that wasn't like, I don't know. It's easy to second guess it, but I don't think I ever really put too much thought in it because there was never a minute where I was like, oh, this Bryson win is going to like sting. Like I just said two minutes ago, I kind of just wanted it to happen so we can get it over with and move on. Like from, you know, instead of just being on the precipice of him finally winning uh i believe in everything bryson i think we've been pro bryson from 
essentially from the start, even with the transformation at every point along the way, preaching how awesome he is and how amazing it could be because of how dedicated he he seems to be. And we're we're getting it. I don't know. So this worked two ways for different people. Uh, we played the strategy last week. I ended up betting Nah, and people were like really triggered that Nah ended up withdrawing. Like one of the reasons that we got him at the good numbers because he's having the back problems. But if you had bet Wolf or if you had bet Kevin Nah, guess what? You lost both bets. Only one guy can win. So I mentioned this on the Sunday show, the research show, which I recommend everyone go do get my process on everything that's up right now. Is that DraftKings wise, it was a stupid play, just knowing that he was coming in with the back injury. But as an outright bet, like if Kevin Nah's fine, he can win. That's the way that I was looking at it. I had money on Seneca. He missed the cut. He was three over early. Like, I just chalk it up to that. Yeah. So he was 40 to 1. It's like driving a new car off the lot. It's like dead money the second you hit accept on a bet. So he was 40, and then the rest of the guys actually tailed you on Rafa Cabrera-Bayo. Thanks thanks for that one. He he was good. I don't (laughs) know. I was a bad week. I, I, we all had a bad week. Unless you pounded Bryson or somehow ended up with Wolf, like, top five. Probably had a bad I week. said, even my buddies, like, listen, you can, on Thursday, even before the tournament started, like, feel free to, like, have an open, to not feel obligated. Like, you're going to have to watch a sweat on Sunday. Make any Sunday afternoon plan that you want. I was glad I tuned back in late to watch Bryson, like, start going oh, full fill. I did but, see that because we'll always watch the end of, of the tournament. But beyond that, uh, two ways that people made some decent money this week. The chalk double came through. Bryson wins a six to one. Our, our guy Zalatoros wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, he? ten to one. A, ask, a lot uh, of people awesome. had them parlayed yeah, together to win. How, people play the chalk double regularly. So another person did a very interesting thing, and I, I think gambling wise, this is something you can really look into in DraftKings Sportsbook if you have that available in your state or wherever you're at. Uh, has been done a really good job of this, uh, giving you an odds boost on players. So one guy took our strategy of just basically firing long shots down the board. 100 to 1 guys. He ended up with, like, Wallace. I think he had Kirk. I think he may have had Wolf in the mix. And then after, I think it was Thursday's round or Friday. I think it was after Friday's round, after the first two rounds. Like, he had a bunch of runners, like we did, at 200 to 1, 175, 150. And he went in and used his odds boost on Bryson at that point. So he got to see the first... 36 holes and boosted Bryson up. I think Bryson was plus 350 after two rounds and boosted him up to like seven to one and hammered him. I'm not done. That's a, that is a way that you can kind of manipulate it for this kind of tournament. Cause we looked at it like either the best guy is going to win by a bunch or it's going to be a bunch of randos on the leaderboard. And the, the randos got there. Although Hatton Kisner ended up coming. Didn't even think of Kisner. Last Will week. it? Will it? Yeah. He had a good weekend. Uh, yeah. Very handsome. Again, like I said, the Detroit Open isn't, like, worthy of his trophy case. Uh, Bryson wins the Detroit Open. Uh, Does that make him the best player in the world? People thought he was the best player in the world before that. Winning a tournament like that, like, honestly, I don't think much changed. Nothing changed, in my opinion, of Bryson than from two weeks ago. No. Like, absolutely nothing. My only question, I guess, is... He broke shot link. When there was a time... Well, yeah. We can get to that. But there was a time on Saturday, like just maybe on 12, where he was just struggling. The leaders were making birdie. He was standing still. He was at about 12, and guys were at about 17. That would have been the peak live number, and I'm curious what it even was. It was probably like 5 to 1, 6 to 1. I would No idea. And then obviously he came home heavy on on Saturday, and it set him up to... uh, You played the heavy piece of Bryson over Hubbard. 
And I, I saw someone with an outright on hover. I'm like, come on, man. Keep making birdies. I you need as a, many as yeah. possible. I, I sort of made myself whole with bets because I made a big bet <laughs> on a head-to-head. I had Bryson minus 225 Over uh, push on a tie. I thought that was a great line, especially what I saw with some people had to pay with a tie to get the win. Uh, I thought about betting more. How he dirtiest. was, I was, my week, he was down four on 12 <laughs> to Hubbard. And I almost thought about going like all in again versus Merritt on Sunday, but that was like 300. And this was my one concern. That's about a it. minus 300 in a head to head golf matchup is a big, this line. was my concern. Like, Hold on. Let me explain it. I was like, I'd rather bet Bryson. I didn't do anything. I'd rather bet Bryson to win at like plus 200, plus 225 what I was being offered than this. Because let's just say Bryson has a bad hole early. This isn't Saturday. This is Sunday. He's played four weeks in a row. I don't even mean early. Let's just say at some point, it's just not contending anymore. Something happened on the day, whether Wolf caught fire or he just made a couple bogeys. Four weeks contending to me is like mentally exhausting. It wouldn't have shocked me if there was a moment where like he got hit with a mental tidal wave of fatigue and like who cares? He's not playing to finish in fourth play. He can check out if he wants, unlike Saturday where he will fight, fight, fight like your college favorite college theme song. Like he will fight till the end on Saturday. I knew I would get a fight to the end on Saturday. If it went wrong Sunday, you don't know that potentially. Yeah, you, you just pack it and be like, well, I'm not going to win. Who cares? Because this is the second week in a row. I've, on Sunday, like I said, I enjoy taking my son on a walk, put in the, the wireless earbud. I know Tim would get triggered about that. Uh, turn on the PGA app. Boom. Hit the radio. Listen to it that way. And it was the whole, the par 5, 15th, 14th, 14th, 15th, whatever one it was. Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Kisner and Hatton were playing together. And Kisner hit it into the bunker. He hit it into the rough, but needed to clear the bunker in order to set up a birdie try. And they were like, "Oh, he needs to lay up to the left and give himself thirty feet." And like Kisner is down three at this yeah. point with four holes left. And he fucking goes at the pin. And even if and, s- and, and he missed it, and he missed it by like a bunch, then didn't make the putt. And the commentators were like baffled, like, "What is he doing?" It's like yeah, they're not cre- playing for strokes. Yeah, he, he needs four. Yeah. He basically needs to chip this in and then birdie the next three holes just to even have a chance of winning. And he kind of acknowledged that in his post-round CBS interview with Balionis. Like, he knew where he was, but he knew, like, Bryce he had gonna... to, like, birdie out. Yeah, like, with the... Is it 15 and 17 or 14 and 17? 14 and 17. Yeah. Th- those and are 15's a par 3. And for, for Bryson, those are both eagle chances. And well, knowing for everyone, it kind of felt like. Bryson and were. Wolf, especially, those They're were... They're hitting, like, Eight and s- nines. Yeah. Into them. It's but either, either, oh, Hubbard not afraid to bogey them. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. See you down the leaderboard. Poor Wes Bryan. I, yeah. I, wish, I wish they could have played 18 more. He was just heating up. He won his match versus Kirk on Sunday somehow. And oh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk fucking, I fucking left fuck. sack piece of everywhere. It didn't you, you matter. Because I saw people, I think it was like Glover top 20s. Because um, Kirk ended up. Oh, Kirk. Not only did Kirk fuck us, he fucked himself too, and anyone who had the top twenty on him, because he ended up coming top twenty. I believe he was. No, he ended, he ended up the shot better. He Either was way. thirteen under. I think he missed it. So what happened was on eighteen, he flubs his birdie chip and keeps it in the rough, and then he fucking chips it in. Wasn't dude? <laughs> no one was making more. That guy hit everything. Par for twelve from twelve feet for four days. He hit them chipping in. 
bunker. He he followed up a bunker chipping with a rough chipping on what Friday, and then people wanted to fade him on Saturday and Webb missed like a four footer on eighteen across the matchup. Oh, did you see what happened to the Millionaire Maker? No. Um, when they were going off air, you know, they had Ryan Armour was the last guy to hit a shot as they were, like, going off the broadcast. And oh. he, he missed a three-footer on 18. It cost the guy a million bucks. Oh! He went from a million. <laughs> he lost $925,000 on the missed three-foot putt. Yeah. That is fucking <laughs> I always expect the worst. Like, I say that. That's, like, that's the worst. No, matchups, like, like up three with two to go. But there's, like, I'm always that guy. Like, my business would be like, what's your problem? I've seen the worst. So I expect the worst. And that, that's worse than what I would – that's crazy because you can't even watch it. Um, I don't know. I could still – maybe people are on, like, Bryson talk fatigue, but I'm – No, I, 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 I have more, on, I have more on Bryson, but I have a few more things. Shout out to the guy that tweeted me the uh, Richie Wierinski line on Saturday. It didn't win, but it was – Did ag- I tell you something about that? It, it was an egregious line. Egregious. He, he gave it to us at 125 to 1. He gave it to me at 150 to 1. By the time I saw it, it was down to 125 to 1. And I checked my other book. It was 30 to 1. And I was like, it's a, it's a, it's a free bet. I like, I have to put money on this. Um, it's wrong. And they're not going to cancel that one. That one's their bet. And it's I, not like it was 1,250 yeah, 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 to yeah. 1. Yeah, no, no, no. But that book will honor those because they just know that's them, like, understaffing or underpaying attention. And, yes. they, they, yeah, they've got, those, those will pay. They, 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 canceled, they canceled a Bryson one on us at the U.S. Open one time when it was supposed to be 100 to 1, and they had it at 1,000 to 1. Well, they canceled those ones before yeah. the round started, though. Well, there was this morning, I thought, when we couldn't find a golfer, I thought there was an extra zero on him. So I went to, I went to the very top <laughs> thinking, oh, my God, maybe. Um they would cancel that. Yes, but I got to make well, it. You might as well do it, it anyway. Just to screen grab yeah, you it. You get your money back. Yeah, Who yeah. cares? I got to just screen grab it. Okay, someone, uh, geez, Wilson, I guess, was a had like a secret tout on the week, uh, whatever, of Warinsky. So that was hot. This live bet, if he won, I'd have punched myself in the face. You didn't make it? I read the tweet, and I was almost going to reply. I thought he was bragging to me that, like, Thanks for telling me on Friday you were betting Warinsky. Like, I thought he was bragging about his pre-tournament bet. I know now. I read the tweet thinking, like, who's this guy messaging me, like, about his 150 to 1, like, pre-tournament bet? I didn't realize he was alerting us to to someone lollygagging at the switch. And then I saw your reply, and it all, like, what, what, what? I didn't, do you know what I'm saying? Well, you saved yourself the 20 bucks I threw on it. I know, but (laughs) sometimes for peace of mind was worth the 20 no, that, bucks because uh, I was really annoyed. Put, put it this way. When someone is 33 to 1 to win a tournament and you can bet them at 125 to 1, even if they are Richie Warinsky, it's a good bet. Yeah, the, That's I, how you win money doing yeah, this. At the tournament, at the, like, what do you call? Ima- uh, just imagine that even if, let's say, Bryson wins and whatever happens, happens. But Warinsky is in the wolf role. You can just hedge all that money out on Bryson. But even the other part of it, of it, this is a tournament Nate Lashley won. This is a tournament that at the time you could have made that bet, like Ryan Armour's up by two. <laughs> like anything goes here. And we kind of said it, like you just play that guy or you mix it. And I kind of pussyfooted around and like didn't play the top and like started the card at 40 and just played a bunch yeah, of guys. I, I, I actually didn't invest much into betting this week. I wasn't too bummed when I lost everything. There was a who who at the FRL. 
Uh, Seifert hit the top five. He got me back 60% of my first round leader money. But who had won it? It was a big tie, right? Three-way? Uh, Redmond, Stallings, and someone oh, yeah, else. Redmond. I forget who the other one was. Okay. Red- Redmond had his hot round, then he, like, went away. <laughs> There's a... Oh, how do I put this? Because it's not just one. There's lots of these, like, now mainstream outlets, like, to, like, acknowledge golf betting. You can uh, say the outlet. Because uh, it's not one place. No, yeah. Uh, whether like uh, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, they're like victory lapping their their panelist bets on. Uh, oh, I'm a part uh, of a Golf Digest panel that does exactly the same thing. No, but it's like they'll they'll learn, they'll learn, they'll learn. This is no different than like tweeting after the first quarter of the NBA game that th- our guy picked this. Yeah, it's like our guy picked super sleeper Doc Redmond. You mean like the guy no. who everyone wanted to bet? And That's jo- why his odds and were I, terrible. I joked with Rick on on Twitter about it, but then the next night, Sports Illustrated sent out a tweet bragging that their guy picked Chris Kirk at like. <laughs> 140 to 1. Yeah, it was the same. You know what that turned out to be? The same as my Kevin Na bet. Literally. literally. So, I don't know. They'll, I assume they'll learn. No, they won't, because it, it's not about that. It's about... Oh, just get him a follow? Well, no. It, it's about getting people a follow, but at the same time, there's so many Show new us pe- that we're doing this. Let me finish. <laughs> I'm trying to guess your answer. No, it's there's so many new people in the golf space right now, just because golf uh, is the yeah, only yeah. thing going on, that you're getting all these very, very... People that don't really know much about... It's the same people that think that golfers make every 10-foot putt. Or like, oh my God, Chris Kirk, 151. They don't even need to see if he wins or not. They're like, they can see he's in first place. They can see someone touted that they picked him to win. And they're just, they're in. They're like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Like, people who don't know what they're doing. And listen, And it sucks people in. It's, you, it's a good marketing yeah. strategy. It's... Stupid, but it works. Sure. And if you bet Chris Kirk, you're allowed to be happy as a pig and shit going to bed on Friday. Of course. You got your Matthew Wolf outright. Like, you go to bed happy as a pig and shit. That's almost worth... No, I'm like a mental midget, but so, like that depends what you're betting. But sometimes that pays for the bet itself. Oh, dude. Having the three guys on Sunday going into it, I, I was like, let's see how they start. And then they all started like shit. And I was like, all right, I'm out. But... One of those guys goes on a run. I was still so invested by the end. This is why we need the camera. And the cameras were actually on these two fucking idiots, too, because they had cameras on 18. When Power and Hubbard were playing 18, I was sweating the top 20 Wes Bryan bet. And I know others were sweating Lots their guys people, yeah. at top 20. And Power, Power put it into the bunker. Hubbard missed the fairway. And I think every time Mark Hubbard missed the fairway on Sunday, he made bogey. And they just, we just, I know they want to stick with Bryson. But give, just tell me what's going on. <laughs> It's killing me. Uh, he's so... People are, like, tired of it. I'm just, like, I'll keep drinking it. Like, he drinks protein shakes. Like, no, no, I, I just wanted to see those shots. There was, yeah. not, there was literally nothing else going on besides, like, Bryson being, going full fill on the rules. Two things on Bryson. One, that Bryson article that came out on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, the Eamon Lynch one. Yeah. I did not like that article whatsoever. Well, I thought that it was, was a great read. I thought it was super pretentious. And well, he is pretentious. He, it's the guy who wrote it, yeah. and so is the guy it was about. So that that was kind of the humor in it. That guy's what, a real no, that, 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 shit disturber himself. He's is, no, is, was it supposed to be funny? Because it sounded like a sad sack who's very jealous of Bryson. Dijon, maybe, though. but he would do this about Sergio too forever. So he hates Sergio and he hates Bryson? He hates, like, this is his I, I, I thought it was weird. I actually agreed with Bryson. He went about it the wrong way. But how many times when Tiger was walking down that if Tiger was spitting or fuck this and fuck that, they would cut away and not show it? I don't know. Bryson just wants that same treatment. 
I don't know. Why do you have to show all his gaffes, but no one else's? Patrick Reed gets the same thing. The the people that they don't like, they make look bad on the broadcast. They do. I want to say, if you don't want the camera in your face, stop contending. (laughs) That's a fair point. I mean, that's really the only, yeah, play worse. Uh, That's how I think about it. As a fan of all sports, like we all kind of are, golfers have it easier than anybody to have to be... Um, massaged over and have things uh, protected. Their their images protected. I love Bryson, as I've said many times. His total lack of self awareness, like so many of the things that the article made fun of, are part of the reason I no. See, I completely disagree. I think he's far more self aware than almost anyone on tour. He gets all of it. He understands. No, no, all you of don't it. post those like videos. Yes, you do because that is your brand now. No, 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 no. Why do you think that people are talking about Bryson nonstop? Because he's posting these videos. That's what he's okay, doing. He, he thinks... is working that all through, no, 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 and no. he understands. He's a smart guy. He understands that, like him or hate him, you're now paying attention to him. I, and that's a tough okay, place to be. I agree in the like macro view that it's all part of his plan. But there are many things that he like does in posts that are like so cringeworthy that I think he thinks are cool. I think he thinks are like not cringe and they're like cool. And as I kind of joked on Twitter yesterday, I'm enamored by his lack of self-awareness. It's part of the reason I love him. Um, there's a guy that I know who was a... Jewish summer camp DJ like over 15 years ago, and he still lives that dream and posts the most insane, cringe-worthy posts on the internet. And I like I my friends in our group chat like we'll make fun of him, but I'm like, no, I'm a super fan. Like <laughs> I love it. Like I love it. And he thinks they're awesome. And he's getting glad-handed by like he must like. Well, I'm just saying... Maybe Bryson has tapped into the irony market, like the rest of the internet has. I'm just saying... He's like, the right age. The He's videos, the cutaways, like, into his face while working. Like, it is a masterpiece. I'm here for, for everything. Um, yeah, he probably went about it the wrong way, and he gets no breaks. If someone else said that, like you said, if Webb Simpson says the exact same comment... They, they're cutting away. No, you I mean, like, it. to the media. Oh, to the media, yeah. Well, it's no one even, cares. It's not even, like, a thing. And Webb kind of took some heat for saying, made a pre-tourney comment that he actually believes the PGA, I don't know why he got heat for it, but saying the PGA is doing an amazing job with COVID, and I think it's arguably, like, one of the safest places in America to be, like, insulated by the PGA Tour. Yeah. Which I probably agree yeah. with. Yeah, imagine if you were a baseball player. Look, oh. at, look at how good... <laughs> I don't know. What that, that thing's going to last like four days. That's not we'll, happening. We'll, we'll, Baseball is not <laughs> happening, by the way. They're just fucking this up so royally. Uh, the other thing, I mentioned that he broke shot link. I don't get why people like, we're Team Bryson. Maybe I'm just seeing this through rose-colored glasses about him. However, he has found a way to legally break the game. Legally break the game. So, because he's a great player. And now he's found this advantage that no one else has. It's like when Mark McGuire, it's like Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, great player, can hit 50 home runs. Give him steroids, he hits 73 home yeah. runs. But he was still good. He was still one of the and, best and he players saw, ever. To that he point, saw, but what, Bryson what, saw what was making those other players great. What was the single factor that separated Rory and JT and, and Rom and Brooks and Dustin? Like, why was that the top five? Lots of players do lots of great things on the PGA Tour. Even the guy ranked 150. He's got a special skill or three. 
but what do those guys do differently? And Bryson tapped into that, typed into it, tapped into it, and from and has a dedication that's like unmatched. That like John Rom probably sits there like laughing, like just he's know. like I do this by my, I'm just, I'm just good at this. No, like I'm good at this. I have talent. Like look at my beautiful like new bride. Like I am just living life. I'm gonna win a handful of golf tournaments. I'll probably win this week, maybe I think. But but he's just like I don't have that sort of. Like, who wants to put that in? He, he's it, it, as dedicated and passionate, and I'm loving it. And we he, said he it hit. every way, though. We said it when they made out that RNA USGA thing. Like, they're not – like, Bryson is going to break it. He's going to break it. They debated what they should do, and they, they're making no rules, and Bryson is taking what they are allowing and playing it to the absolute extreme – and there's there's copious amounts of tapes tape of us having this exact conversation like half a year ago, ten months ago, about like this and what he was doing. And every step we saw it in like little increments, and then he went away for an off season, and then he came back and like, like oh my god, it's happening, and that's why we wanted to make those masters bets. And then COVID, and now it's just he went back into the lab, and here we are. And wait, he's going to go back into the lab and perfect something else, too, at some point, if I he, imagine. Imagine if he could figure out how to hit a 70-yard chip shot. <laughs> he'd be, on, he'd be yeah. Tucker Woods at this point. He, he is the closest thing in terms of, at least from the outside looking in, the dedication that Tiger put into being great. Is that really the first guy I've seen have that Tiger, like... 100%. I'm going to be the best. And, I, and he's trying whatever he can to be the best. Yeah. Now, he's not Tiger Woods. I'm not that's not what I'm saying. But he's dedic like he's the, the training, club, yes. the dedication, the working on everything. We haven't like, seen anybody try this. Other guys did it to like be less fat, like Woodland and Stallings, like get in shape and like be trimmer. There are lots of walks. It's a long grind season. No one is doing what even comes close. I mean, Brooks got naked for ESPN, but he's got nothing on this. But Brooks is probably still better. <laughs> sure. It's the crazy he's got thing. The ma- yeah, he's, listen, he's got the majors. I, I'm not even debating that. That was kind of the joke I made earlier. I mean, now it's just like, he might not be world-ranked number one player in the world, but if you ask the poll of, like, the people in our little niche circle, Bryson's the best player in the world because he won the Detroit Open? No. Like, well, are it, we there? I, I would almost compare it to everyone knows the super smart guy who never tried in school, and he ends up becoming, like, an entrepreneur and does really well for his life. Yeah, he got, like, 85, never lifted a book. Yeah. You knew, like, if this guy literally put in five minutes, he'd get 90, and if he put in an hour, he'd do whatever he wanted yeah. any time. So, so skip classes, show up, write some tests, do really well, yeah. move on with your life, go to college, fuck off. Off, but it doesn't matter because yeah. you're smart enough to figure it out. Bryson's the guy who's not as smart but works 1,000 times harder. And he yeah. ends up going to law school and becomes like a high-priced lawyer because yeah. he has that dedication to sit there. My wife's a lawyer, and like I try to read contracts. I make it through oh. a sentence and a half, and I feel like killing myself. I'm like, I don't, there's a very, I don't know, like being a lawyer is obviously hard because there's so much responsibility that goes along with it, but the mental acumen it takes, not like being super like, off the charts intelligent, but the focus you need to read this really mundane stuff is a skill in itself, which I just do not possess. And I know a lot of people don't possess it. Like, it's a very specific skill that you can have. You're making me question a few people I know who are lawyers. I, I know a few people who are and lawyers like, who are fucking stupid. But they're, <laughs> they're good at reading and remembering, and that's a skill on its own. I know. I like to talk to them. Yeah. You're like, what's wrong with you? I have a buddy who's, who's a lawyer, and the only thing, skill I think he has is arguing. 
Maybe that works. I don't know. I, I feel like that's more <laughs> of a thing in the states, not in Canada. Listen, I, I like when you can I show up with too. your. Fa- like you can't show up in like the the five thousand dollars suit to a Canadian courtroom. You have to wear like the. Oh robe. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't true. you don't get all the advantages of like being slick like you do in the states. All right, stop. Take a break and listen to me tell you about Hello Fresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store. Much better right now, by the way. It makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. My wife and I, big fans of HelloFresh. And, I mean, the convenience is number one for us. And it's delicious. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. I mean... I'm always in a recipe, right? I eat like the same three things. Unless I'm getting HelloFresh, really varies up the menu a little bit. And HelloFresh offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the fam. And HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there is less prep for you and less food waste. All great stuff, very flexible, and fits your lifestyle. Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. So here's what you do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 8080PME and use code 80PME to get a total of, get this, $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, HelloFresh.com slash 80PME to get $80 off your first box. Back to the show. Anyway. Enough of this. Let's get into the tournament. Workday. Interesting board. Yes, it's a shitty board. Muirfield Village, par 72. On the scorecard I found on the official site, the PGA Tour media site, 7,456 yards. That's longer than the 7,392 yards Muirfield Village played for Memorial last year. That means the par 3 eighth goes from like 185 to 202, and two of the par 5s have been extended to 583 and 560. Number 15 is 30 yards longer than it was. I talked about the greens being presumably a little bit slower, uh, and they'll speed them back up next week for Memorial. Again, this is the back-to-back Mirfield Village hosting a tournament. Have we ever seen this before? Never, and I'll tell you this. Is it going to – before, are, before you go in, I have one question. If they do slow down the green speeds this week, is it going to fuck everyone up who's played this week and then tries to play it next week? I'm not sure. I doubt it. They'll be there the whole time. They'll be there the whole time, and they're used. They know those greens yeah, from but last it, time. Yeah, but they do know them from last time. But if it's like playing, to, like these are some of the fastest greens on tour am every I, year, sure, and I now think, they're slowing them down to like average speed. They might. I mean, by a few, if they can get them pure on the practice rounds, I imagine they'll figure it out. Okay. Um, like right now, I feel like an expert on the Detroit Country Club. Come. The end of two weeks from now, like Mirfield's a regular joint to begin with, but like I'll by next weekend, some of us will know that place. Like when we do match play or or the Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup, like you seem to learn those holes like way different than other events. Do you know why? You just feed it like because they actually cut to the different holes with the different players playing them. <laughs> it's not just here's the three guys playing one to eighteen. You get to see the entire course the entire time. Okay, that is. Absolutely true. I'm just saying, um, you're going to go into next weekend at the at the official Mirfield event, 
and feel like uh, you'll you'll be very familiar with all the layouts. So I'm excited for for that. Before I forget, uh, as a part of Rocket Mortgage, I just want to throw this in your mind. I'm going to read you a leaderboard. All right. Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, Adam Hadwin, Ortiz, Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, Lucas Glover, Troy Merritt, Hideki, Fabian Gomez, Victor Hovland. That was last year's 3M Open. Yes, well... That was basically this week's leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, and that was a time early. Bryson had to get revenge because I had a big... That was a big I, I chunk was there, I was Bryson there. that day. We, they, big that chunk. was the week that we hammered. I think Bryson hammered. was 16 yeah, to 1. Yeah, I don't know. Hammer. Uh, either way... We made that eagle, and then um, Wolf was awesome. Bryson also, he won in Saudi Arabia, in Saudi Arabia or Dubai, I forget which one it was, but in like January at the beginning of last year in like pretty hot conditions. But all of his wins now, Memorial is the earliest in the calendar year he's ever won. So the end of May. Yeah. And all of his wins have come post that to the end of the year. So I think that's somewhat interesting. Maybe he's a heat player. It was hot in Detroit. It was like 90 degrees. It was a steamer. It was a steamer. I wanted to bring that up before I completely forgot. Ohio Memorial. I'm gonna I'm gonna go not necessarily like all in, but like the way that I assessed Mirfield Village in the past is the same way I'm gonna assess it for this tournament. I yeah. I unless feel- facts change and I'm presented with new information, I don't see how you can really do it any differently. It's not getting shorter. The second shot's gonna be feel like it's just as long. The fairways are Everyone super wide. I'm betting. <laughs> I'm, I need to be hot with the putter, whether they're slow no, or fast. No, that is I. This is the one thing I want to say about this course. Shitty putters can win here a lot because, and this is my theory on it, the greenside bunkers at Memorial are super difficult. Scrambling is one of the lowest at Memorial every single year. Every year. year. It's like U.S. Open-like. In a way, yes, because the rough is usually very thick, and it won't be quite as thick for this tournament as it normally is, but the greenside bunkers have the longest average proximity after you get out of them than any other course on tour. I believe it. Because the greens are super tiny, too. So it's my theory that bad putters can win here because even if you're a good putter, you're going to miss a lot of 10-foot putts. So if you put yourself into this bad situation, it doesn't matter if you're Victor Hovland or Ricky Fowler or Brennan Todd, some of the good putters. The equalizing opportunity of hitting those big par saves seems like it doesn't exist here. Yes. And that is always what catapults... Um, some of those better players. So Jason Duffner won here in 2017, losing strokes putting. Ben Ann was in a fucking playoff two years ago here. You know who ripped my heart out here? Ricky Fowler losing to uh, Jason Duffner. I've had a few, but Lingmurth. Lingmurth won. He ripped my heart yeah, we, out. We both had Rose. The, gir- the, the Rose family was ready to hug daddy, and Lingmurth dropped like a 24-footer. To send it to a playoff, I want to say. I feel like Rose got out of like the shit on 18, too, to like force the playoff. I was counting that money. Yeah, don't do that. I've made that mistake yeah, in the expect past. expect the worst. Uh, either way, iron players here. It doesn't matter if you're like long or short off the tee. As long as you gain strokes off the tee, like Duffner, for example. Duffner's not a long hitter whatsoever. He's more like the Molinari, I gain strokes off the tee, but I'm not a long hitter. I, I, I can place the ball where I want it. Then you need to have fire irons, be good out of the sand, and play these long par fours and long par threes really well. That's how William McGirt ended up winning here. Like, sensational with his, like, longer iron. With a six iron in his hand, the guy was, like, chucking darts. And Rom won't need a six iron in his hand, but most mm-hmm. of the field, like 150 to 175, is where you want to look at. Just look at some of the past winners. Can't lay one last year. 
It's also a good a, a breakthroughs. Breakthrough. Cantley breaks through. Bryson breaks through. It was a no, break, you it was say a break... biggest win of a career on everyone's list here almost. Hideki Hed- doesn't have a, well he got a WGC in like Asia, right? Yes. No, he also uh, Hideki won Bridgestone too. That's the crossover course with this. Uh, yeah, because H- I woke up this Hideki, morning thinking H- Lowry had won here, but he had won Bridgestone. He won Bridgestone. Yeah. They don't play Bridgestone anymore. Well, they don't play at Firestone anymore, which is in Akron, which isn't like super far away. So, yeah, and Tiger won Firestone five times. He's won this tournament seven times. <laughs> uh, so that would be the crossover that I'm looking at. This I week. really thought Tiger was going to play two in a row. Why would you think that? Because I don't think that's been that uncommon for him in at all. Okay. With such a long after such a long layoff, assuming he was healthy. Sorry, there's a name I'm just staring for, seeing if he's in the field, but I don't think he is. You can ask me. Lucas Glover? No, he's not playing this week. I don't know why he's not playing. I think he's played every event, so he's taken a break like Bryson. This should is. have been a, any course that this would have been a course. Was it you and I talking to Tim about Lucas Glover on Thursday? Maybe. And he was going on that he had a better chance of winning than Bryson did because he's uh, a U.S. <laughs> Open champion. <laughs> like, Tim, that was 12 years ago. He hasn't won since, I don't think. Speaking of Tim, someone brought up to me, just quickly, catch the last show we Yeah, we, we we, there's a cuss corner from Friday, and then we did the cam show, which is just um, off the rails. But Tim, it's amazing how Tim... Like, he would be more confident in surviving the Arctic than, like, putting together, like, a cabinet from, like, a retail store. Like, he's, he's an expert at, like, the absolute hardest things according in, to him. in the world. Yeah, according yeah, to him. I- Ikea, too much for him. Surviving 100 that, days with yeah. just a hatchet in the Arctic, not a problem. And Ikea's Jumping a, from space, not a problem. Ikea's a bitch, but relatively speaking, like, it's insane how he sees that one... Is easier than the other. It's stupid. It's what okay. it is. That, stupid. That, that just was something I was thinking about. Okay. Let's get into this. Justin Thomas, back after his miscut at the Travelers, is the favorite in this field. He's 11 to 1. Rom 14, Cantlay 14, who's, I guess, technically the defending champion at this course because he won Memorial last year. Brooke 16, Xander 18, Hideki 16, Rosen Hovland 22, Ricky 30, and Morikawa, 33. Am I missing anyone in there? No, that's the, the 30 and down range. This board is stupid. I hate it. I hate it so Why is what, everyone like... What is this what happens when... like I, I, I think when Webb wins and everyone's on it, and DJ wins and everyone's on it, and then the favorite wins the next week, books are like, fuck this. Yeah, fuck this. We're taking the value out of I, every single one of these players. I've never seen a this board that looks like team? this under that... I don't know, like, what would Rory and Bryson being here do? I think it would still be a board. We'd look at it like they're... They they'd slot change. them at, like, plus 500 or yeah, something. Yeah, but like, I don't think... I don't know where Xander went from the 28, like, the high 20s into 18s. I, I, don't, I don't understand a lot of what's happened. Uh, even Victor at 22, Pat, he was 20 last week in Detroit's. And now like, you got to do the same number. I mean, I guess Bryson not being here brings up everybody's win equity. Hold on. Bryson's apparently one Bryson yeah. is equal to a Cantlay, Thomas, Rom, no, and Brooks. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, 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 but I, like we would say the be- like Bryson, Webb, and Rory have been like scorching players. They're, well, Rory hasn't really been, but he gets respect. 
um, as he should. I don't think he's done anything wrong. I think he had three fine events. Um, he's not here, and we just have this board. I don't know what I don't know what to step to. I would say under twenty, uh, and I still think I've seen sixteens would be uh, John Rom. I think I will make a case. In my opinion, he's the best player in this field. People could argue that with me. I'm a big Rom fan. I see him as pretty much Justin Thomas's equal. Um, so if you ask me to pick a guy under 20, for me, it would be John Rom. I like Rose and I like Hovland, though, is maybe more realistic betting options. But Hovland's a stinger at 22 here. Yeah, he can't. He is like, I get you said if he has to scramble, he'd be fucked anyway. No, I don't think. I, I think that you had mentioned it that he did the work during the break on his short game. And now we're close to tour median. What? Yeah. Like he's not a disaster. And now these are really difficult places to get up and down, but that's hard for everyone, basically. Um, I, I wrote him, like when I wrote him up in the column, you can check out the column in the description. It's up on DK Nation, I think is the new site that it's called. I mean, I write for it. I probably should know the fucking name of it, but I don't. Hovland has gained um, in three of the four weeks. He fit, like, who's won here the last two years? Like, Victor Hovland's name behind those two names no, would feel perfect. There is, there is one gigantic difference between Hovland and the recent string of winners at this courses. They didn't win the Puerto Rico Open? No, yeah, I mean, they, whoever wins the Puerto Rico Open is cursed. That's one thing. The second, They, they had wins before. Americans oh. win here. Okay. So that should lead your eye back down to. He's like Foss American. What, the Norwegian? They just, it was a school. He's, he's, he's Americanized. Listen, Hideki won here in his first start, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But uh, Morikawa would be the one, like, he just did a so dirty last time out that who's going to bet Morikawa this time? And, like, he had a bad week. Guys don't have bad weeks. He had the, what, he make 22 cuts to start his career? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind break. that at all. But Thomas, by my numbers, Thomas is the overwhelming favorite. And I don't know if I want to bet him at 11 to 1. I am going to wait. I haven't made, actually, I've made one bet. I bet Bohog 600 to 1 with an each way. I put a half pack of SIGs on it. A, qu- a quarter pack on okay. the win, a so quarter pack he, on the each way. He fits a list, like, quickly. There's a lot of local. No, but Bohog's grandfather helped design this course with Jack. Yes, Paul? We talking primo cigs, or are we talking? Uh, We're talking the cigs that Pat Mayo smokes. Okay, primo premiums. <laughs> Serious bet there. Serious. Okay, bet. yeah, I've seen a few people talking about this already today. He has ties to the course. There are a lot of players in this field. Um, I guess in and from the region. Duffner, who's uh, one here. HV three. Jason Day's made a home here for years. I don't think he's ever played that well. He's never had a tie. This is the course he's played. The tournament he's played. Memorial, at least. Memorial is the tournament he's played the most without ever having a top ten. I believe it's I could, ten. I turns. could steal someone else's work. Yeah, but now you're going to spend like 20 minutes trying to find no, it. I like, I no, 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 I think I know I think Streelman no, no, no. is local. Um, anyway, I would say the different setup could could be beneficial to them more than most because they would have seen this course under all sorts of... Um, I just wanted to throw mm-hmm. up Bohawk because he was 600 to 1. I just thought it was fun. I found it. Uh, Day, Armour, Duffner, Kokrak, HV3... Hogue Herman. So here's a way that you can look at it. Someone like Jason. And that's Fantasy Golf someone, Pod. Someone Shout out to Fantasy Golf Pod. I stole their work. You just can't talk. <laughs> someone like Duffner has won here. Kokrak has been abysmal at this course. Day has not played great at Memorial over the years. Yeah. So I don't really care. Okay. You're 100% <laughs> right. It's not a reason I would bet them. I would say 
there's a we see a lot of players not play well at local courses, and I would argue not having to accommodate friends and family. Like they could be sneaky draft. Like I don't know. There's just an element that they don't have to deal with that they always would have to deal with. Um, you know, that's all. But I'm not. There's no one I really said there that I'm looking to bet. So I'm not trying to tout that really either. I'll, I'll go hog first round leader, top twenty, like that sort of the, the fun bets that you can have. But like n- nothing serious. Like let's be real here. Um, anyway. Thomas rates out the best for me. He had a very poor Travelers. He lost strokes with his irons in both rounds at the Travelers. Um, I went back and looked the last time that he lost strokes with his irons in three consecutive rounds. I had to go back to 2017. And he is the best in the field from the (coughs) key proximity range. He is really good on long par fours. He's the best par five player in the field. He's the best approach player in the field. He's great off the tee. He makes a ton of putts. Most of the time. <laughs> and he gets it up and down. The guy's great out of the sand. He's a top 10 player from the sand, too. Like, he has everything that we thought that Jordan Spieth was, Justin Thomas actually is. Like, when Spieth was, like, at his peak, Thomas just is that guy. Yeah. He just doesn't make 35-footers with regularity. But, like, his around-the-green work is top-notch. And you need to have that this week. You just can't be a disaster. Like, it's not like you need to gain seven strokes around the green. You just push with the field. You're good. It was almost like we said with Wes Bryan. Like, Wes Bryan could contend as long as he didn't lose five strokes off the tee. And he was there. He made the third most birdies of anyone in the field last week. He just couldn't get it, he couldn't get it up and down. He lost, like, five strokes around the green. A lot of fairway bunkers for Wes. Yeah, well, he's not a great driver of the ball. Happens. Uh, his irons were hot again, though. Like, really good with his irons. But Thomas rates out the best for me, but I'm kind of with you. Like, Hovland's led the field tee to green two consecutive weeks now. He's lost a combined six strokes the last two weeks putting. I think this is a tournament where putting potentially could mean less if he can continue that ball striking. I just... I I could realistically play a Hovland, Morikawa, Neiman card this week and just have some fun. I was... But I really like Rose. (laughs) No, I think the card is compact because it's going to be some bigger names because it's Muirfield Village. Smaller cards, bigger names. Brooks, I've seen a lot of people say, hey, this is like a U.S. Open-style course, go with Brooks. And listen, Brooks can turn it on like that. The approaches have been really bad since he's been back, though. The driving's been good, the putting's been good, the guy can't hit an iron right now. He's going to get that figured out. I I don't know if it just happens this week, though. I like, um, yeah, like I said, under 20, I like Rom. In the 20s, Hovland... And Rose would be the players. But you're not going to bet three of those guys. No, I'm not. But I'm breaking it. Down. I got to yeah, narrow it down. Na- I got to put red ink through names and see who's left standing. Because, um, like I, we've said for a few of these events, whether it was Webb or DJ, I just see these fields. And I feel more confident right now than ever that the win is coming from, like, the block. Like, block off the top 15 names on this board. The wins are coming from. Mm-hmm. Especially the harder the course, the more I feel like that could be the case. Yeah, unless someone just gets so insanely Yeah, someone wants to be Will McGirt, be Will McGirt. I feel like he was really good that year, though. Like, he was having a really good year. he have two wins? He went Greenbrier also or something? I don't think so. Is he back from uh, pot suspension? He would, no, that was Garrigus, wasn't it, on pot suspension? Oh, that was, yeah, it was Garrigus. Garrigus back, but there might have been another pot suspension in there somewhere. McGirt's no, he's in the field. He's, he didn't qualify for this tournament. He's in the field next week. So I'm offended. Like, how is Rick? I thought we're not, I we're not ca- there. We're not. We're not at the thirty plus yet. Okay, you've we're been mentioning more cows, so I got confused. Uh, I, I just threw him out when I said all the young guns. Um, I'm waiting. Like, 
I haven't made a bet yet. I'm waiting for this board to normalize. Because people are going to pick their favorites and they're going to bet them. Then the people that people don't bet are going to drop. Like, Rose, you can find at 25. I bet you he settles at 25 or 22. I'm interested to see if people jump on Hovland at 22 because I don't think that they're going to do it. Okay. I, there like, was the that shock. feels like such like a shocking yeah. number to look at in this field. There was, again, but I, the, I still with, like him. With the 20 last week versus that course, that field, it's a bit of a gut punch. That's sort of what I'm trying to get over. Um, you were the one that alerted me that one of the books uh, that's frequented on both borders uh, had missed him, didn't even list him. Then they put out the number, and sort of like you, there's nothing, there seems to be a consensus on that 22 to 1, and it's, I'm not running to bet it, but I still might bet it. But oh. I'm not in a rush to bet it. I, f I don't fear it getting lower. How does it get lower? How would that be possible? It, I don't One shop might drop it, but of all the shops I use, I will find that number as it exists. I'm certain. Yeah, of you, it. you can wait on it. Maybe you do get some drift as it goes along. Not everyone can be 14 to 1. Like it, it, that can't Bullshit. happen. There's no one even in the low. We've seen this the past few weeks, though. The guys will open at 22 or 25, then they'll go down to 28 or 33, and then people will jump on it, then the number will go back up. So you kind of have to pick your spot on this. Uh, Wednesday, I will release my betting cheat sheet. No chat again this week, by the way. I will be releasing, finally, my fantasy football show, I believe, on Wednesday, DraftKings tomorrow for golf. Next range. Reed, Ricky, Morikawa, M. Cooch, Neiman, Leishman, Spieth, Hadwin, Woodland, and that's your 30 to 60 range. Uh, you instantly bet Woodland when it came out. I worry about Woodland, but it's a good number. Uh, I like Leishman. I've uh, seen, both I, of them. I, I was woke up wanting a bigger number on Leishman because he's usually a forgotten guy when a lot of good players are playing. Uh, I don't know. I'm a slut for Woodland. And it was a 55, and in that 30 to 50 range, like I could, I'd put him against any of those guys. So I, guess I know he's been bad off the tee, but I feel like a week off, own that in. The putting's been like he's fine. He's fine, and he's good at every other thing he no, does. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing Woodland is not a good putter, and he's been putting the lights out. What happens when he stops putting the lights but out? He's then he's been, a fucking he's disaster, been an, and he's been bad anyway. He's been an improved putter. He's gained three strokes two uh, at Travelers, two at Heritage, 3.6 at Charles Schwab. The guy is not a good putter. I forget, no, but he's been working with someone, and it's been, I, I feel like I can't even remember whose name it is, but he's been being, been, he made such dedications to be a better uh, chipper and putter of the ball. I like Gary Woodland at a tougher course. I feel like I'm more confident in him getting up and down from a disgusting greenside hosel. Well, you should not a, be. Based, based nice on the numbers, you should lie. not be. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying of the situations of scrambling, I feel like the harder the scramble, the better he is. Oh, okay. That's all I was saying. He's bad at scrambling pretty much everywhere, but he can be just as bad at like with a soft, tight lie than he is like in a disgusting hosel. Yeah, it doesn't. He's so bad it doesn't matter to him. Yeah, and yeah, it's all. I feel like uh, it can work out. I like the guy. I like the number. But there's other players here, specifically Leishman. Everything this course profile sets up to be. He, but he, he he's he does a lot he's a lot like things. Woodland right now though. Like he is actively taking himself out of tournaments. Oh, there's been a triple every Saturday for Gary. A, that is same really as, same as Leishman. Off. Well, every I haven't paid attention to his because I haven't been betting him. But Gary's, I'm seeing. I think that Gary had his Molinari-type run. No, no, no. Come on. That's not even fair. 
Molinari had a better run. He did, but Woodland had a really good run and won a major, and I think it's... Uh, now I, he's back to... I think he's back to being Gary Woodland again, not superstar Gary Woodland. I think uh, there's a, a lot of things this course demands. I feel like he does well. well he doesn't play par fives well anymore. He's, he came fourth here in 2016, the only good showing he's ever had. And he's gained on approach every single year. Bat off the tee here. And this is not a place where you want to be bat off the tee. Yeah, I, I, he, took, he better worked on that, that goddamn driver. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's figured it out. But we always like Gary at shorter courses. That's like his jam. Not the longer courses. He, he can Those long irons, he's fine. Okay. I think you're just seeing what you want to see with Maybe, with but I like the number. And the n- the number a, is fine. Listen, I'll put him ha- against every player. Hadwin is also 50 to 1, who I like, but 50 to 1 is egregious next to Gary Wood. I'll put him against every player outside of maybe one or two that goes 30 up. What do you mean? Like, I like him against almost anyone in the 30 to 50 range outside of one or two guys. So what Jeff is saying is get into his DMs and offer him head to heads Gary Woodland versus no, Sung J.M., I'm even money. I'm not saying that. What are you saying then? I feel just from an outright bet. I know that doesn't mean I want to pick on those other guys with Gary Woodland, but from an outright bet, I feel he's got just as good a chance to win as that entire block. That's just how I feel. And I don't understand because Ricky shot two sixty sevens in Detroit. He's Ricky. He's 30 again. He's Ricky. I actually kind of like Ricky. I do too, because he's at profiles well here for me with the irons, he, and he's the long played, irons, he's, and the putter. He's played well here in the past. He's played well at Bridgestone in the past, and it was encouraging to see him finally gain strokes off the tee in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy fucking course against an easy field, but at least he did it. Across the board, he was positive, and he got better as the week went along too. I had a bad Friday, but like on the weekend, he played really well. Again, I want to see what the drift is. Like, if I can get Hovland at 28 or Ricky at 30, I would, I would much rather take Hovland at this point. I'm not going to yeah, lie to you. Hovland's in a different class on the board right now, it seems. Uh, out of these guys, like, honestly, I, I love Neiman this week. Neiman's played well here in the past. He just missed that playoff that had Bryson and Stanley and Ben Ann in it a few years ago. I believe he was fourth or fifth that year. Yep. Um, I've seen him as low as 50. I'll probably be in on that, but... Someone mentioned, we've mentioned this years ago, and then we stopped doing it before I started betting idiots like Siwoo Kim and Luke Liss as my FOMO bets every week because, you know, they win so often versus, which, I mean, Siwoo does, Luke Liss doesn't. Every time that we get Patrick Reed at 33-1, to do we just bet him? U.S. Open type difficult situation. Yeah, like, you got to get it up and down. He's playing. He played very poorly last week, and, like... He's got. A, uh, here's he's how got I a here's how I can tell. Uh, there's a lot of new people in the space. Just the amount of like Patrick Reed sucks. I'll never use him again. I don't know what that's about. Uh, it's just new people. Just I mean, this is what Reed does. Like he's gonna miss cuts. Like he's a volatile player, but he wins. In the thirty to fifty range, I had three players earmarked: um, Reed, Woodland, and Leishman. I like. Although I didn't really put much thought into Neiman and if you're you could you could hard hard sell me potentially but I don't know how much room I'm gonna have like I said, and I'm not saying I'm betting those guys again I'm going through the ranges I'm taking the guys I like and I sort of take that master list and I chop it down to a card that I feel uh, Twitter won't make fun of me for I wouldn't worry too much about that well that was a joke but <laughs> Uh, Rose too. I want to see what happens. I bet you he gets bet though. Everyone's kind of everyone's kind of in on Rose and Hideki this week. Makes a lot of sense to be on Rose. Of course, he's been playing great and he kills this course. Makes a lot of sense. Here, we'll, we'll see. Off. 
Cantley, I bet you. That's Tim's right. one and done. When you by get the way. A, a text from your wife that just starts with your mom, it just catches your attention. Was it actually like a your mama joke? No. Oh. That's all. I'm not going to go in anymore. Um, so <laughs> I, the reason we spent so much time talking about these guys at the top is because I don't see a ton of value on guys down the list. Not very many. I could get. I mean, there's uh, a few names I could talk about so let, before fifty and a hundred. Uh, let's let's go. Si- let's go sixty to a hundred right now. Uh, uh, here here are the names that I will give you. Um, and a lot of it has to do with crossover stuff. Scheffler. Scheffler's interesting after going plus seven then minus seven. Like he's the numbers at a place where I think we would have joked like a month ago. Maybe he's like, the American youngster who breaks through. the guy that. Like, I don't know, the number's so high now, we would have, like, laughed and said that, like, a month ago, we would have done a show and said that'd be an auto bet, kind of. Remember, like, remember when that happened with Cantley at Riviera, and yeah. I didn't jump on it, and he came in second? I was yeah, like, oh. I don't think we were, like, beholden to that, though. That's why you felt bad about that one, because we were, like, beholden to that Cantley pick. He didn't win anyway, it doesn't matter. Webb won. Uh, not Webb, uh, what Watson won that one. Last week in the first round, he lost six Can strokes you just on chalk approach. Chalk that up to golf. He had a big shitty round. Just yeah, golf. absolutely. Golf. It, it's such an outlier versus everything he's maybe done. Maybe he sharded on the fourth. Like who knows? Yeah, maybe he pulled a polter. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. Like I don't know. Um, I, listen, I'm not. I can be talked into Scheffler. That's not a problem for me. Billy Ho. He's been bad since the restart. Like he can't hit an iron to save his life. Again, it's golf. He could go like that, switch it around, and be Billy Horschel again. But he earned his first ever top ten at this event last year. Uh, those would kind of be the two na- uh, Connors. Lowry. He won Firestone. He's played well here before. He's not playing well, but it's a big number for him. It's a big number for what yeah. I believe he's still a top twenty player in the world. Like, honest to God, I know that Woodland has more consistency. Lowry's won bigger events by and large. He's won a WGC. Yeah, he's won, he's won a British Open. Open. Yeah. He's won big events in Europe. Yeah, listen, I'm not uh I'm not debating their win equity. And he's a guy who gets it up and down. Second in this field in sand saves. I'll say this, though. Like, you could take that shot at my Woodland bet with a lot of guys in that range that Lowry would have better resumes than them. Oh, sure. I, I did, I, Lowry's now the 25th player in the world. Woodland is 19th. Like, Louis still 21st. What about Cam Champ? I like Cam. Connors? Connors makes I, I, sense for this court. Then I have to bet him. He's kind of Duffner, isn't he? I don't know. I'm trying but to figure out who he is. I feel like he's... But these odds are horrible. Like, I mean, why... It should be why, like 110, yeah, right? Why isn't he 150 to 1? If everyone in this fucking field is 14 to 1, why is Corey Connors 80 that, to 1? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You're right. The entire range doesn't make any goddamn sense. Once upon a time, Louie would have been a perfect fit here. But I don't know what, what's happened. And it's honest to God. I mean, he's never won in America, so he's probably never a good bet. But you just look at his stats and they make no sense. They're like, oh, he's terrible. But then he will show up to a week and be like the best guy in the field with his irons and then won't be able to make a putt. Like, I just, he's so all over the place. Uh, what? Where is he? Uh, he's above the number one. Streelman has been playing well. He's 70 to 1, though. Like, he, Kevin Streelman has the same odds as Jason Day. What would Glover have been? Honestly, if Hadwin is 50 to 1, Glover would probably be 50. That's bullshit. The glove. You like Hadwin, or that's just a I, DraftKings I, thing? I do. I wrote that column last night before the odds were out and the DraftKings pricing was out. Um, I like Hadwin objectively. He's been, I mean, you're talking about a guy doing like a 
could pull a Will McGirt with the irons. Adam Hadwin is in a zone. Here's the thing with Hadwin. I bet him last week, Pat. He's 82. Maybe I'm just looking at it in a nutshell. He only seemed to hit the putts when he was tight. Now, he was tight a lot because his irons were great, but he wasn't hitting anything mid-range, like, at all. And I'm even talking about, like, we're talking 12 feet. I'm not even asking, like, the 25ers. He's tracking it. I bet it. I think he just came short of that T20 also. There was an abundance of popular T20 plays that finished in that T21 slot. That minus 13 slot that just missed out on the T20 payouts was filled with highly touted T20 players. Who is it that you said came T21? Hadwin, I he, believe. He came fifth. Oh, yes. <laughs> Top I'm five. Think of someone else I, who I bet. Um, anyway, with is it ha- embarrassing that I mistake him with Wesley Bryan at the moment? <laughs> a little bit. So here's the deal with Hadwin, and I get why his number is up. Uh, par fours, 400 to 400 and 450 to 500 yards past 50 rounds. He's second in this field. 19th in approach, sixth in sand saves, eighth in proximity, 150 to 175. Like, he's been really good. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had a moment late in the day. He eagle birdied his finish. Yeah, to get T5. To get to that 16 that I guess I blurred out on, and I stared at him in that, at that 13 underscore, uh, clearly. I'm waiting. 50 to one's a hard, a hard. That's pull. a hard number, yeah. Like, but that feels like a guy who will fall to 65 or 70. Like, no yeah. one, who was going to bet Adam Hadwin at 50 to one in this field? The thing is, <laughs> Last week, you kind of could bet guys, and you had a hope that they could get to the end and not have to be head-to-head with a Bryson. How was Hadwin 70-1 to last week and 50-1 to this week? What's going on? What world is this? My point being is for any of these guys that you might like to win, to win this tournament, of those top, like, 6, 8, 12 names, they're going to have to beat two or three of them on Sunday. Two or three of them. Uh, Last week, again, you could have made bets – Fingers crossed, like, the 6-1 to one favorite just won't be part of the picture because golf is hard. Uh, and you could feel confident in anyone on Sunday not having to go head-to-head against one of those guys. And maybe your, your long shot only had to go head-to-head against Wolf and Armour. Wasn't the case. Uh, this week it will be. These elites will be there. They will be there. Should we have talked about Kucher? He's won here. Maybe my favorite win ever on my honeymoon in Hawaii. Paid that shit. And that time difference there, it was magical. It was goddamn magical. Wi-Fi rates up the ass, but... Yeah, that wouldn't be a thing anymore. Then it was. Yeah, in 2013, I think that was. Yeah, 2013. They even have Wi-Fi in 2013? So that would have been July. I got married... May of May 20th. Yeah, then I just waited a month. And no, no, because Memorial is usually in May, the end of May. Then there, yeah. So, that, well, geez, we went right away. It's all a bl- Honestly, life's a blur, man. <laughs> life's a blur. Uh, so, anyway, Lowry kind of piques my interest. Scheffler piques my interest. And I'll see where the drift is. Let's talk about these 100 to 1 guys. Uh, probably nothing in terms of the outright market for me. Like, you got your seat woos and your Luke Lists, who Luke- <laughs> a couple of people. <laughs> Ended up with Luke List on their DraftKings team or played them in, like, showdown or bet him in a head-to-head. I believe he missed five four-foot putts on the front nine on Sunday. And people were like, what is going on? I was like, this is, this is part of the deal when you sign up yeah. for Luke List. Like, this happens. Um, I don't mind him this week. He's kind of playing better. I don't mind him this week. He's back to 150. Um, anyway. He does a lot of things that I think would suit here. I've bet him at PJ Championships and U.S. Opens. I know that could be embarrassing. But hey, he, he can he, he cash us a big number on a top eight at he, the PGA Championships. It Champions. paid more than the Brooks win. Yeah. 
the piece of the Luke list each way at that PGA championship. Uh, I think his profile, I don't know. I, I like the guy too much. But uh, he, he can handle this course if he can putt. Yeah. But his skill sets can handle this. And if he's in the, if he's in, if he's not, if he's got a scramble, he's screwed like everyone else. He's not horrible up and down. It's the putts. It's the putting. Kills him. I want to go just sort by this. Russell Henley's irons are hot fire, by the way. I, w- I just wish he would have played last week. And Stanley and Duffner, 140 and 150, like, they've both played this course really well in the past. And Stanley had a really bad Thursday, pretty good Friday. Like, he's inconsistent, but that was the one weird thing. Again, I think it's a lot of new people, like, complaining about, like, a Matt Wallace or a Wes Bryan or a Mark Hubbard having a bad Sunday. Like, you bet guys at 175 to 1. Like, there's a reason that they're 175 to 1. Not the most consistent of players on the board, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Consistency is kind of a big factor <laughs> in why they're priced where they are. Uh, if you go to because f- again, like you said, why when you have a bet pat on a guy you like and he's like three strokes back over somebody's uh, Wes Bryan, you're not afraid of Wes Bryan. Like I was if I had had Bryson, I wasn't super scared of Matthew Wolf. No, but that's sort of my point. Like when you've got your bet, like you're like oh, that guy smiling with his like Chris Kirk 151 second round leader. It was and like all the Brendan Todd people uh, last week with Dustin like Dubat. Like let him smile. Like let him smile. Like my guy three strokes back coming for his ass. Past 36 rounds on Jack Nicholas courses. Here are your 10 best players in strokes gained total. So T degree and plus putting. Justin Rose, Ben Ann, Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki, Gary Woodland, Mark Leishman, Jason Day, Phil Mickelson, Johnny Vegas, uh, probably due to Glenn Abbey, I'm guessing, Brant Snedeker, Ian Poulter, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, and then Charlie Hoffman, Chuck Hoffman. I just just wanted to bring up Nicholas. This is a Jack Nicholas design course. We're going to see it back-to-back weeks, and those are the guys that tend to play well at Jack Nicholas designs. I wonder if what sort of COVID protocol will be around the milkshake, man. Like, does he have to get tested? I don't know. Are they taking away the milkshakes? They better not. Gary Woodland can't have them anymore. He's in well, too good a, a shape. A lot of guys can't have them anymore. And apparently they, for caddies to get them, like, it's only in the players' lounge. So, like, the caddies actually need the players to get them their milkshakes. There he is. two hundred and seventy who? 275 to 1. Probably won't bet it as an outright, but as a top 20. Sam Ryder? What are you talking about? Brandon. Woo! Good player. Very good player. I'm guessing that he's like... Oh, he's the kid. Yeah. Stanford. Yeah. Won the tournament last year? I don't know what he did last year. Here's what he's done so far on the PGA Tour. I think he won something I watched 35th at the U.S. Open. Uh, missed the cut at the Open Championship. 17th in Houston, 55th at OHL, 55th at Farmers, 38th at the Pro-Am. He's missed one cut, and it was at a major, and it was that wonky British Open last year, which was just a disaster. But he's made every other cut, including the U.S. Open. And he's 275-1 to one on DraftKings. He is 6500 bucks. I think you could take a T20 shot for him. I bet his T20 pays like 13 to 1, 14 to 1, something like that. I like him more than the one from a couple weeks ago you touted. Oh, the brand new guy? Tagala. Tagala. Is he in the field here? He's probably in next week. Here's a guy who popped up. 
as someone who's had success at Bridgestone. And he's been, like, kind of sneaky, decent with his irons, but like, he is such a disaster off the tee. But his odds are so deep. Charles. Charles even gained with his irons last week. He just lost a ton of strokes putting. But Charles... Two, there, there were signs of life he's, before COVID, right? Weren't we somewhere where he was... Where he kind we of we, we were actually there. Oh. Was, that, was that Honda? Oh, yeah. Bunch of putting, bunch of irons. Like he sucks off the tee. He's been bad around the greens, but his putting and his irons have been really good. He's two fifty to one. Maybe he has one of these like Henrik Stenson late career resurgence. But like in between, like Furick is someone who's had success at both. I just don't know how like past his prime he is. I just don't want to go this low. Like last week was the week to hit this range, not this week, right? I would think so, but I like I don't know guys like Troy Merritt. I'm not betting Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt's going to win his chance to win maybe at 3M. We can go back to Troy Merritt. You, right, you, don't you, get me wrong; you, it would be an eclipse. But you're asking me to just pick. A no, guy but you in need, this like, range. if Troy Merritt's going to win an event, he's going to have to shoot 61 at some point, I'm and not, you're not going to shoot 61 at Mirfield Village. I will not be betting Troy Merritt. I actually don't know if I'm going to have a single 100 to one bet. I might not either. Which is new for me. Maybe Henley. Maybe Stanley. Pat, you already have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Bohog 600 to 600 one. 600 to right. one. Bohog. For fun. I quick, do too now. Um, quick picks. You got them too? Quick picks for the Workday Charity Open. Bohog 600 to one with the top five each way. Bohog. First round leader. Bohog. <laughs> top 20. Top 20 on Brandon. Woo! I actually haven't. I've only made the Bohog outright bet with the each way. Uh, I'm waiting for this board to come back to earth a little bit. I'll release my betting cheat sheet on Wednesday uh, once these odds mature a little bit. But what? my early lean is honestly, I'm going to figure out what happens to Justin Thomas. If that number comes back to like 14, which I doubt it will, I'd probably be in on that. But Hovland and Rose, which one of those two guys fall? Reed or Morikawa, and then Neiman or Leishman, I think is just going to be my entire card. Probably pick three or four of those guys, depending on what the prices end up being. And maybe Scotty Scheffler, like you mentioned, maybe Lowry at 90. Uh, those are all just maybes. I want to see these numbers first. What, what did you make of Cameron Champ again? Yeah. I thought he played pretty decent last week. He did have a birdie-eagle-birdie stretch. Like, it's a really easy course. Okay. Jeez. Um, I don't know even how. The bet I've made is on Gary Woodland. Okay. That is the only bet I've made. Now, if you want to bear with me for myself, the rest of the card will construct of these players. I, some will be on it. Some will not be on it. But after the field of X, this is who I'm left with. Uh, the only player under 20 to 1 that I consider betting is John Rom. Uh, after that... Uh, Hovland and Rose, and then Reed Leishman. No yeah. Neiman for you. Back on bent. Okay, Neiman. I'm gonna give. That. I'm, I'm okay. You know what? I'm going to bet Neiman either way. I'm just waiting for okay. the right now. I'm gonna give forty-five. That, I would be in. I want a fifty. Your confidence allows me. I'm gonna go circle back around that. And the only names north of fifty that have my eye are Scheffler, Lowry, and I'm gonna stare at Connors. But it's a huge ask. Yeah, like if Hadwin drifts down to seventy, I could be talked into that. 
I don't want to bet him at the same number as Gary Woodland. I don't. Um, the courses I mentioned when I did that search on... You can get Leishman at 50. Yeah. I'd take that. You can get Neiman at 50. I've seen it on the other book. <laughs> um, the Jack Nicholas courses that Fantasy National is drawing from for those Nicholas stats, by the way. Glen Abbey, Muirfield Village, Nicholas Tournament Course, PGA National, PGA West, and Valhalla GC, just so people know. One of those is at Pebble Beach. One of those is at PGA West. Ricky, I do find somewhat interesting as well, but... I just like cheering for him, but I don't know. If Thirty I'm to gonna, one is probably a bit. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. I, I'm pretty confident I'm not going to bet it unless he sees a, quite a drift or some. And I know I know people like to make fun of a line like this, but I, as someone that has a couple of these sites, like if a local wants to post something ridiculous, I could be into it. But Ricky at thirty, I don't under I don't understand. We we're just I got a sixty at Heritage. And he was shit. Was that Heritage? No. Travelers. Yeah. And he was shitting. Yeah, he got a couple 67s on a really easy course. But to me, Ricky should have two 67s with his eyes closed in Detroit. No drift yet on any of these numbers. In fact, Kutcher's gone up. (laughs) Fun times. I will say for the top fives, top tens, and top 20s, find a book that doesn't have dead heat rules. And you don't need to tweet me and ask me what that means. Google fucking works. And it will fully explain it so I don't have to go through it every single time. Just use Google. It, it tells you stuff, shockingly enough. Uh, but you can find that out there. One and done. I know someone that came into my feed. Picks of the week. They told me that they got free money from their book because they complained that they were graded because they, the Kevin nod to make the cut bet. And I told him, you had enough time to complain to your book about what should have been a straight out. Like, I don't know. You milked them for free money. They got money back Yeah, They're like new to golf. They didn't understand. The book or the person? The person. And they got their money back? I don't know if they got their full money back, but the book gave them like something. It was just like, stop complaining to me in customer service. Here's like a free... $10 $10 coupon. I don't know. The, I don't suggest doing that. No. Because I, it's no, only no, going to no, no, backfire no, 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 no. when you have legitimate complaints. Maybe. But if there is a time to complain to get free stuff, especially if you're in the state, it doesn't really work out so much if we're up in Canada or in Europe or in Australia where... Oh, because the newbies. Yeah. Books in the United States are so fucking thirsty for customers oh, yeah. that they'll give you stuff. Like, DraftKings is a legit offering like odds boosts on every players and free bets every single week. Like you'd be crazy not to go look yeah. at DraftKings Sportsbook because they're giving you better odds than everybody else. No, On some guys. Some and, guys are just not. No, but that's the thing. And another book that's trying to get into the space is they're like, we guarantee we will have the best odds on the top 10 players on the board. If you want to bet a big dog, we promise we're going to have the best odds for it. Books are trying to do... They want to keep you as a customer. They want to get you as a customer and keep you as a customer because guess what? You're going to end up giving it back. Yeah. <laughs> and some point, they'll play football again. Yeah. <laughs> you just lose it all. You might get two days of baseball. Eh, maybe three. <laughs> maybe we'll get a double header, and then the next day, they'll cancel it after the first round of games. One and done picks of the week. Tim picked Cantley. He picked Cantley at Memorial last year, and Cantley won. Since we've come back, four tournaments, my one and done, miscut, miscut, win, miscut. <laughs> I'm worse than you, because I'm similar without a win. Yeah, you got to get that win. I'm going to use Neiman. I don't believe that I've used him. <laughs> You can check the betting cheat sheet at the end of the week to figure out who, if I have used Neiman, I will change it. Because obviously I cannot use him twice because it's a one and done. I'm going to use Victor. 
Big Dick Vic. And I guess I'll have to double check also. Yeah, I, I have it on my computer over there. But um, and if I use it, who did you have last week? It. I tried to be bold. I went to like a bit. You used Rafa, didn't you? Who did Tim have last week? Hatton. Smart. Tim pick? is is, and he's using Cantley. Tim is just just. Just, just, just knocking that can down the road. Yeah, Tim, Tim's up on me by like he always I think, crushes me in head to head. It's some I don't or not head to head. Well, a head to head battle of of it, one and I, done. I suck because Tim doesn't overthink it like you do. I'm a midget. Sorry, that's a bad word, right? Is it? I don't know. Yes, don't say that. Mentally, like I'm weak sometimes with that shit. Is all I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, there, there's things you blurt out of that I say. I almost wish that to me that's worse than some things you actually blurt out. Do you want me to, to beep that one out? I can put a beep in for that. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like that. You're trying to better yourself. I don't like that word. Unless it's Eric the. With your beard and your haircut and that what? shirt, you kind of look like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Whatever. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I like it. I think it's a good look. Really? Yeah. Ricky more so than like... Uh, what? Julian? Uh, no, um, I wasn't going to say I get the most this is uh, Sean Astin. I get I, that the most. I think it's just the way that your hair is quaffed up. Today. Uh. Sean Astin's like 35 years ago, man. Rudy ain't making a comeback. Oh, even still, though, little short Sean Astin playing with a walrus. <laughs> You're just handsome Sam Darnold. That's all you are. Listen, I like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold sucks. So bad. I feel like I, I power was, ranked him sixth best quarterback in the AFC East behind Stitham. So bad. Anyway, that's the show. Playing the PME Open. It's probably full by the time you listen to this. You, it seems like you have something else to say. No, I feel like I was like just really vague in where my head is at or confusing. But the players I named, the card will be the featuring f- those people. Yeah, like the five man card will come from that. Okay. Players. Cool. Jeff Feinberg. Follow him on Twitter at GFeinberg17. You can follow me at the PME. I'm probably going to do a Millionaire Maker ticket giveaway on Wednesday for golf. And guess what? There's a Millionaire Maker for UFC. This week, I'll probably have Millionaire Maker tickets to give away for that, too. So at the PME on Twitter is where I'm doing those giveaways now. Smash a like for the video. Leave your winner in the comment section. And rate the show five stars. Play in the PME Open. And FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you a discount on the weekly, the monthly, or the annual if that's the best value you want to go to, because the annual deal is the best value that you can get on these packages. Almost for any place where you have to pay for things, the annual deal is better than the weekly or the monthly, if you really break it down. Anyway, promo code Mayo or slash Mayo will get you that discount. I believe I'm trying to figure out the order of the shows, but either DraftKings Golf will be... Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll release my betting card on Wednesday. No chat. Fantasy football rankings will either be Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever order I decide that. UFC with Paul and Cody, that entire breakdown for the island is going to be on Thursday, and then we'll figure out Friday. All right. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. I'm not done yet. Why? That's not actually what it says. That's what I did at the beginning. For what? I started with the... I, I started with the, the vanilla ice part. Oh, were you trying to do that? Yeah. I think you blew it, though.
Yeah. And you're supposed to be stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah, I changed. Back with a brand new edition. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. I wasn't gonna do. Th- yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. But. I was thinking. I mean, that's an idea. Yeah. I think I hit the generic version of that off the top. Where is my personal vanity URL? All right, here we go.